No matter who you are, things in your life probably aren't going as expected, whatever that means. But the things you are doing right now, no matter what they are, that's your life. It's not a plan B. I'm your host, Madeline Mortensen, and you're listening to This Is Not A Backup Plan. Hello friends, I am back. My thesis is complete and defended, and it's even published on my university's library website, so my master's degree is all done. And now I'm just busy picking up hobbies to prevent myself from deciding that I need to get a part-time job in addition to my full-time job, and to prevent myself from accidentally starting another degree program. I've been practicing Dutch on Duolingo because I'm going to be visiting my cousin in the Netherlands in the fall, and I think it would be fun to have an understanding of some basic vocabulary. I've also been sewing, which has been fun to see what I know and see what I don't know how to do. And I've been taking piano lessons. I took piano lessons when I was like eight years old for about five years, and I just didn't love practicing and I was never super great at it. But I've always thought it would be kind of fun to try again. And so I've been doing that as an adult. And it's so interesting to be a beginner and to be doing something and to be realizing that I was probably better at doing this when I was 10 than I am now as an adult doing it. But I'm having a lot of fun. And if you have any suggestions of things I can try out to prevent myself from deciding I need like a law degree or something like that, please send them my way. I am so excited to be back. I had so much fun putting together the first nine episodes, and I really appreciated all of your responses to it, and I'm so glad that you've been enjoying these interviews as much as I have been. This week's episode is going to be really fun. You'll be listening to this on my 26th birthday, which I am hopefully going to be celebrating in San Francisco. I have been planning this little birthday trip for like a month or so. And I am going to wander around the city and go to a concert and eat lots of good food and read Mary Oliver poetry on the beach. So I am super excited to be celebrating my birthday that way. This week's episode is all about celebrating yourself. Being single in my 20s has sometimes made me feel like I'm missing out on being celebrated in the ways some of my friends have been celebrated. I'm not married, so I haven't had a bridal shower or a wedding reception. I don't have kids, so I haven't had a baby shower. There are just so many traditional milestones that we have a lot of great ritual for, but we don't have as much great ritual for celebrating people whose paths are maybe different than what we might culturally expect. A few weeks ago, I defended my thesis, and I invited people to come and share that experience with me. And the women that came to spend that time with me were four of my very best friends. Two of these women I had met when I was a freshman in college, and they were people that really helped me as I was transitioning into a new life phase, and I needed new relationships and new people to care about me and to be close to me. And then three of the people in the room were women that I had lived with right when I got home from my mission. And being there and seeing them, I realized these are people who I had been to most of their weddings. I had celebrated their babies, and I had done so because I loved them so much. And so it only made sense that they would be here with me in that moment celebrating a huge milestone for me. When I moved into my house in 2020, I was really hoping that I might be able to have a birthday party and a housewarming party, 
since my birthday was the month after I moved in. But because of the pandemic, I wasn't able to do that. A year later, I was able to have a 25th birthday party at my house. And having my friends there celebrating me and celebrating my life meant a lot. I know that not everyone loves to celebrate. I know that lots of people don't like to be the center of attention. I had a lot of fun on graduation day because my dad came up and spent the whole day with me um, participating in the graduation rituals that I had been so excited to do as a marker of the hard thing that I had just accomplished. However, whether or not you're someone that wants to be the center of attention and wants to have a party or someone who prefers for things to be low key, I think it's really important to find ways to find joy in your life and to honor your unique milestones and your unique path. So this week, my guest is Aubrey Benyon. You might know her on Instagram as Aubrey Elise, and she is someone who loves color and joy and celebrating. And so in this conversation, we talk about ways that she has honored her birthday and honored other life milestones, but we also talk about how she celebrates not only the little day-to-day victories, but just celebrates her life for what it looks like and what it is. I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, Aubrey. I am so excited to chat with you today. Before we get started with our conversation, will you take a moment to introduce yourself? Sure. I am Aubrey Benyon. I live in Salt Lake City. I own the sweetest house on the block, 1957 Brick Rambler. It's so sweet. I love every ounce of it, but I think that's kind of maybe home base for the things that I love. Colorful things, home decorating things, my bathroom counters that have my skincare lined up inside. I mean, all of those things that I love all bundled into this sweet little house of mine. If we are known for who we are on the internet (laughs) in this weird world we live in, then it is also creates a lot of content for me on my Instagram account, which is Aubrey Eliz. And a lot of things that I do revolve around my house, which is has its own hashtag, the walls, the balls built. So that's me. I love it. Thank you so much for that. So this episode, we're going to be talking about celebrating yourself and specifically celebrating milestones that are sometimes non-traditional or milestones that we don't always think of as being celebrated. We have a lot of great ritual for things like marriage and childbirth, but if you are a single woman and if your path is different, it can sometimes feel like you do a lot of celebrating for other people and not as much celebrating for yourself. Yes, that is a statement of fact. And actually, the reason I thought of you as a guest for this was something you posted about a year ago. This was a post, I think, that came after you had just thrown a shower for a friend. Mm -hmm. And it said, the other night I was hauling patio furniture in the dark after hosting a baby shower on the back deck. Thinking of all the showers, I've gladly, happily, lovingly, I'm throw you a shower whether you like it or not, thrown for people I've loved over the last 20 years. Obviously thinking about all the showers I've never had thrown for me, but then today I made a few calls to remind friends to renew their passports in time for my birthday in November, so we're even. And (laughs) I love that post very much. (laughs) Thank you. And I just wondered if you could start out with telling me, have you always been someone that has had a lot of fun celebrating? Have you always been someone that's been looking to celebrate those things? And how has that become something you've integrated more into your life? I think if I'm going way back, like my mom was always pretty good at birthdays. I was trying to narrow down like those milestone birthdays where my mom went extra and there was a lot of them. So obviously celebrating was definitely a thing 
in our family. Like when people say my birthday isn't a big deal, I don't understand those people because it was always a big deal and not because I've made it a big deal into my adulthood. It's like birthdays are a thing, but especially birthdays when there are no, when there aren't other, there is not the same quantity of celebratory moments in my household as there are in others. I think I do a pretty good job not comparing myself to other people around me. I don't have the comparison gene, but when I think about even just how many parties and occasions and Sunday dinners and the times that other people fill their home with people they love for an occasion to celebrate, my ratio is very small compared to the other people, right? So my birthday is a big deal because it's like the one tried and true. We all get them. I get it. I don't have anniversaries. I don't have other people's birthdays in my family to celebrate, or I have them to celebrate, but not in my household. Like I threw a baby shower for a friend the other day. And I was like, this one thing that I've wanted to do in my house specifically, I want to do it. I want to fill the window full of balloons so that when they drive by, they see lights on and all of the windows in the front of the house and the big picture windows are full of balloons. Like I will use other people's occasions to celebrate in the way that I want to, because I just have this celebratory gene. It was given to me, I think by my mom, but also because I just crave those opportunities to celebrate that I do know that other people have in their home, even if they don't take advantage of them, they have them at the lowest grade. They are having a birthday cake for their kids or whatever it might be. And just the number of those opportunities is pretty low for me. So I will take advantage of those moments as often as they come. But if we are thinking way, way back, yeah, my birthdays were big, but also like spirit days in high school, there was not a chance that I was not wearing like a wig and fake eyelashes, like school colors, tights in two different colors and like crazy outfits, like taking advantage of those moments. That's I think innate in me. (laughs) Celebrating born and bred in my bones. I love that. That is so much fun. And I love what you say that as a single adult, there aren't people in your household to celebrate in the way that maybe other people do. And so that maybe that's why it's even more important to make sure the fun moments are extra big if that's something that makes you excited. Yeah, I think I just generally want those opportunities to fill, F-I-L, fill, and feel an abundance of like love and friendship and just being surrounded by the people that you love. So (laughs) traditional or non-traditional opportunities to do so, I'll take them. So then tell me beyond your birthdays, are there other types of things that you like to try to celebrate for yourself or other maybe types of celebrations that you've had over the years that you think were fun and and maybe a little bit non-traditional or unique? Yes, yes, yes. I will. I'll just, I feel like the elephant in my room and maybe a lot of other single women's rooms is Mother's Day. And I know that it's a sensitive holiday and I have for 10 years tried to articulate how I feel about it and why it's not what a lot of other people feel about it. There is a lot of pity put onto Mother's Day to include non-mothers. I don't feel that pity because I am straight up not a mother. So I don't feel it. And I just don't want other people to assume that I feel sad that day when I don't. So not Mother's Day, but that's when I'm always shouting from the rooftops. We get International Women's Day. Celebrate that day. That's a day to celebrate how wonderful we are. So I always go big on that day. But if I think back, 
to when I was selling a townhome in order to buy this home that I've been in for about four years. It was a really competitive real estate market. And so we got a lot of offers and then we did like a best and final situation. So it was like a lot of agents and a lot of buyers were putting their offer in and we were going to open all of them one night. And it was like, I had gone to Pilates. I went over to my real estate agent's house and he's like, we'll open all of them and decide which one it is. And I was like, this feels like a gender reveal party. Like there should be a cake. It can be green because it's the color of money and the winning offer is inside. And I open it up and figure out what it is. I mean, did we actually do the cake? No, but like it was a moment worth celebrating where it's like, how much money did I make on my house? You know, how much equity am I going to have? It was a moment. And so we did celebrate it as, as if it was that moment. But yeah, I, I can just think of a handful of them. Like even Christmas day, I live 800 miles away from my family. I don't always go home for Christmas. I go to friends' houses or I stay in town and enjoy the things that I know that some dear friends are doing because I'd rather do their traditions than do mine with my parents. You know, I mean, just, I think it gives us the luxury of being a little bit transient in our (laughs) choose your own celebration where I can do what I want when I want for however long I want with certain holidays or skip over them entirely or whatever it might be. But being an individual gives me the opportunity to shop around on my holidays. And that feels like a little bit of a luxury. I think that's really fun. And I really like what you said about International Women's Day versus Mother's Day. I think sometimes we do this thing where there is a limited category women have been placed in and not all women fit in it. So we fix it by putting all women in it. And so instead of celebrating those people that don't fall in that category, like Mother's Day, instead of celebrating them for who they are, we celebrate them for something that they're not, which isn't helpful. And I love like the celebrations for who you are. like. And I also love the idea of shopping around and kind of picking what feels fun and what feels right. So I would love if you would walk me through like when your birthday is coming up or maybe when another life milestone is happening for you and you want to celebrate, what is that planning? What is that thought process for you? I don't know that I have a roadmap to it, but I do always, I think I have the luxury of my wish list is never short. So there is always like plenty to choose from. If I'm thinking about like, I kind of laugh because my friends, when other birthdays come up, they're like, where should we go to dinner? And I'm like, which airline should we go on? You know, I mean, my plan, my thought of my birthday is always very grand because if it's not grand in my mind, like no pity by this, but like, I am fully aware of the idea that nobody is looking out for me as much as I am. And so baseline, I'm going to start big. And if it falls a little bit flat, it's still going to be great. But like, I'm never going to wait around for somebody to be like, I surprise book tickets to wherever for your birthday, let's go. They're all doing their own things in their own lives. And so it always starts (laughs) with a bigger plan on my level. And then I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but my birthday plans, I've never been, it's always been like quality over quantity. And so I will always choose something bigger with less people than invite the masses. doesn't have to be look at how many friends I have. It's just how good is the conversation with the friends that I have. So I am always looking for an opportunity to like 
assign something that I want to do to a worthwhile celebration. I don't know. My cousin text thread with three or four of my cousins were always like, does that call for a trip? Should we go on a trip? You know, I mean, whatever the occasion is, we're always looking for an opportunity to do something that's worth celebrating. The wish list, I guess I'll just say is longer than the occasion or the reason. So that's never hard for me, but it's always just like keeping an open mind, listening, keeping an ear out. Who wants to do this? Who wants to do that? Who's able to do it? Who wants to join me? Whatever it might be. But that all makes it also sound really grand. Like everything has to be grand. And it certainly doesn't. Not everything requires a plane ticket, but I prefer it when it does. But I think just, just keeping your ear to the ground on like, things that you want to do, occasions that you decide are worth celebrating. Nobody in the whole wide world knows what I do for a living. But if something happens, if something good happens, I'm going to call a friend and say, this thing happened. You don't have to understand what it is, but let's go out for ice cream or let's whatever. I don't know. It just requires a lot of initiative on your part. And I think that's the lesson it took me not too long, but like long enough to learn of You got to look out for yourself because everyone is, like I said, no pity, but like so self-absorbed. Everyone's plate is full with their own things. Don't rely on anyone else to set out the silver platter for you. You got to do it yourself. I like giving yourself permission to be the one that's saying this is important and this is exciting. I think something that can happen for single women and single individuals is that there isn't there isn't an obvious person to be the person to get excited about things for. And so you have to reach out and ask people for those things and you have to say, this is what I want. Have you always felt confident doing that? Have you felt self-conscious about that in points in your life? What is your relationship with that been? No, I think you just find your like few people, find your one or two who are interested in your life and love you and care enough about you to want. I I hope that everyone has those people. If they don't, I volunteer, but find your few people who are willing to celebrate with you, not create the celebration for you, but willing to celebrate with you. And I think if the tables were turned and my friend you know, called with really great news, I would say, let's go out for ice cream or let's go do this thing or that thing. Like, how are we going to celebrate? And so probably like a lot of things, like it takes practice, practice makes perfect. If it's a thing that you're insecure about, you got to take the leap. If, it, if it, you're insecure about it, but you want it, baby steps, start small, one friend, one celebration, one little thing, but like it does require effort on your part or else you will just forever be disappointed that nobody is looking out for you the way that you want them to. As a single person, you're your own number one. So I think that it's important to give yourself permission to take care of yourself in the way you'd like to be taken care of and to communicate with others the things that matter to you. And then I think as you grow in confidence of doing that and as you do that more, then the people around you, like they're expecting that and they're, I think, probably happy to participate in your rituals with you. If you have people in your life who you love and who love you, then it's not an extraordinary ask to have a celebratory moment. So I would love to hear then about maybe some of your favorite, most memorable birthday celebrations or ways that you've celebrated your birthday for you. Oh gosh, just last November, 40, I did ask my friends to renew their passports. We went, I had never, I'm a really good like adventurer, a really good trip taker, but not a good vacationer. I do a lot of not relaxing trips but they're adventurous. So I told my friend, I want to go to a all-inclusive resort. I want somebody 
to have my name on a sign at the airport, take me away in the shuttle, drop me off. I don't want to have to make a decision, pay for a thing, worry about a thing until it's time to be picked up and go away to the airport again. I don't know that life, but there are people who vacation like at all-inclusive resorts all the time. So that was my one birthday wish. And I took two friends with me. We did exactly that. It was a dream come true. So like, that's going to, that's going to be like going to go down in the history books, but also it was my 40th. And I wanted to be very certain that the people who came with me are the people who are close enough to me and like meaningful enough for a very long time that like, when I think back and I look back at those memories, that they are still people who are so close to me or that they were, that they're meaningful to me for a long time, not fly by night friends or in and out friends. I was very deliberate about who got to celebrate with me in such a meaningful way. But if I think back to like in high school, my mom, I don't know how like ninja status. I don't know. She snuck in boxes of pizza into the movie theater, but for me and all of my friends, And she had like buckets of popped popcorn with candy and treats and little Martinelli bottles. And everybody's bucket was like personalized. And then there was pizza that was magically being passed around. And it was just like a movie date, but it was extra. Like it wasn't just here's a few dollars, go to the concession stand. It was like everything was thoughtfully prepared. And how she got boxes of pizza into the theater, I don't know. But it's always been, birthdays have always been that special. So If we're thinking of like traditional times when we've been celebrated, things like that. But gosh, those non-traditional times, I think like I had a housewarming party and it was the, my first experience is like a a shower, like where people come to you and they give you gifts and I wasn't expecting them. And I was like, oh my gosh, this, it was just like a taco party out on the, in the driveway, but it was like, is this a housewarming party? This is what it's like to be like at an open house where people are handing you like envelopes of cash and things like I was 37 years old. I didn't need like the basics. It wasn't like a housewarming party for somebody who was freshly moving in. But I think it was just like, it caught me off guard that it was an opportunity that other people were taking on their own accord to celebrate me on a thing. It wasn't even my first house. It was just the coolest house, but they were as excited as I was about this sweet house that they wanted to celebrate me in that way. So that felt like a baby shower, a straight up baby shower. Like the guests go home and I'm like, what did I get? (laughs) This is fun. I love that so much. That's so fun. So you mentioned like getting ice cream a few times, like celebrating those like smaller wins that are really fun and just as important. Do you have examples of some of the ways you like to celebrate the smaller things in your life or the things that maybe could be just seen as ordinary, but that you feel like are worth taking a moment to pause and really enjoy? Yeah, I think it's easy to do it. My head's going to go to all the treats I deserve all the time, but it might be a thing like certainly just like meeting up with a friend, like this cool thing happened with me. Let's go get a drink or let's go get an ice cream cone or let's meet up at Nordstrom or whatever it might be like just I think just finding somebody to be there with, that's kind of fun. Also, some of my favorite ways to celebrate are like, I'm going to close the curtains. I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to watch my show and I'm going to turn my phone off. Like some of those where it's, I'm going to bask in the luxury of these things that sometimes I hear my friends say that they don't get to do. I never want to be like, I'm a non-mom and my friends are moms, but I do hear about some of these things like, 
oh, I never could just endlessly walk the aisles of Target or mosey through whatever store it is or sleep in or any of those things. I think I can do that. So I'm going to do that. Like after a long week or an especially hard week with a good win at work or something like that, I'm going to stay in. I'm going to sleep in. I think taking advantage of the things that I hear sometimes my friends tell me that they can't do. I'm going to make sure to do those things. I love that. I listened to a really good book called Invisible Women about how data leaves out women. And one of the things it said is that husbands on average add seven hours of housework a week for women. And I was texting my friend about this and she's like, this is funny. Like I'm doing my husband's laundry right now. And then I like had went to the thrift store and bought a baby dress that I was like figuring out how would you turn this into a doll dress? And I texted her. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do with my seven extra hours this week. Like I'm going to do this project. And I think that's a really important thing to remember that like getting to be by yourself and have those quiet moments is also a celebration and is something that can be really enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I will never turn away like an extra hour of sleep or the ease of going to a place and not having to buckle or unbuckle a kid in a car seat. Like I'm going to get out of my car with ease and enjoy my whatever, you know, I, I will very readily remind myself of those things and those opportunities as I'm thinking about celebrating not an occasion, but even just my life as it is with what I have on my plate or don't. I think all of our lives are worth celebrating. Like there's joy and different moments and different life experiences and we get to own it completely and it gets to be ours to enjoy. Yeah. I have a note saved on my phone where I think about, it's like a note about my single lady life. (laughs) and potential like Instagram posts if I ever need them. And I just, I think if ever I get down about my circumstance or whatever, it's stop, drop and count your blessings. So I never really let myself get too far away from my life or the bummer parts of my life because it is pretty good. And if I focus on my blessings in lieu of what I don't have, then um, I never really let myself get to a low place. For you, what do you feel like being on the lookout for things to celebrate in your life? What does that do for you emotionally or for your mental health? How does that enrich your experience as a human? Oh, gosh. I hope that the people around me, like when they think of me, that they think that I'm somebody who's like on the verge of a party every minute, right? Like emergency supply of confetti and balloons in the trunk, like ready for a party. But I... It's hard to even quantify or draw out what those individual things are. But I just think in the whole span of the day and like my life, having that mindset of looking for the good, looking for the sunshine, looking for those occasions, like definitely directs your sales in the direction of your life. You could be such an Eeyore if you focus on what you don't have or focus on what you wish you had or what other people have that you don't have. I have 100% of control of my outlook on my life versus some other circumstances. So yeah, have confetti, we'll throw a party and everyone around me knows that's the way it ought to be. I hope that people think that or people know Aubrey's near, we're one step away from a party if we need it. Are there other things that you've thought of that you've wanted to share that we haven't touched on? Yeah, this is so specific, but I think... If there is one thing that definitely makes like a celebration easier, I have worked really hard to attach myself to 
other families. It's easy to feel like I can't do Thanksgiving because I'm alone or nothing is as joyful because I'm a one woman household or whatever it might be. But because I'm just one person, (laughs) it's really easy to join someone else's family. In my experience, joining other families and being a part of those things. And you have to ask for it. Some people will invite you, but also don't be afraid to ask for it. But by joining those other families, it like infinitely makes those both the big moments and the small moments like a bigger celebration because you are with more people. So don't be afraid to attach yourself to a family, your friend's family, a coworker's family. Like I've done all of that. So and, and if we're thinking of like a really practical sense of how to have more celebratory moments in your life, link yourself, link arms with other groups or families. I love that so much. I have a friend who lives in the Valley with me and I always enjoyed like when we do things together, but as she got married and had kids, we do less things. And finally last year at one point, it occurred to me that she and her husband did not mind when I invited myself over to their house. So I started like every month we'd make plans and we would do like dinner or we'd do something like a craft that like related to the holidays. And that was one of the most fun and like liberating things to do was I'm like, oh, I just, I like coming and hanging out at your house. I like coming and playing games. And so I invite myself to do that. And we have a lot of fun. Yeah. In my life, I I am very aware of like my trigger moments. For me, it's like my weekends and summers are the season of family vacations. And that's when I am watching everyone else go and do these big grand things. Like I want nothing more than to be a Lake Powell person, but you are not a Lake Powell person all by yourself, right? Like you have to attach yourself to a Lake Powell family in order to enjoy Lake Powell. Like I've not conquered that one yet, but I do know like summer is a trigger for me because that's when I'm watching all these people do all these bigger, bigger thrill types things. And so I have to actively plan my summer. Like, do I have a vacation on the books or what am I going to do? What do I want to explore locally? How am I going to have a summer bucket list? And what am I capable of doing on my own? What do I need to plan and organize with a friend? So you kind of got to be proactive about those things. But also the weekends, like on Sunday night, I know exactly what I'm doing every minute of the day until Friday. Like my weekdays are so full, my weekends less. But I know that for my family friends, it's a little bit in reverse. Like their weekends are full. They've got soccer. They've got like all the games and all the things. And so I realized if I have any shot of seeing my friends, I'm just going to (laughs) go. I'm just going to go run errands or go to Costco with my friends or go to the kids baseball games or go do those things. Because really all we want to do is like chat, get a drink, chat. Like we can still do those things while they're fulfilling all their obligations. I just get to be a part. And that's just as satisfying as anything else. So you got to think a little bit outside of the box, but recognize what your (laughs) trigger loneliness moments are and then get creative to work around those. I love that. That's really cool. So where are the best places for people to find you on the internet if they want to see more of what you're doing, what you're celebrating, what your business is? My business is a little sleepy right now, but my business is Hello Maypole. It's going to have a comeback, I promise. Hello Maypole, H-E-L-O-M-A-Y-P-O-L-E, like the maypole that you dance around. But then my personal account, which is where I am most of the time, is Aubrey E. Liz. And that's where you see the house and you see the color and you see the skincare and you see the crafts and all of those things. So that's where I live day to day. And then 
I have a business with a baby heartbeat (laughs) still going. Cool. Thank you so much for your time. I've been really looking forward to this and it was really fun to chat with you today. Thank you. Thank you so much to Aubrey for joining me and thank you so much to all of you for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Madeline K. You can find this podcast on Instagram at Not A Backup Plan. And you can support this work on Patreon. I'm so glad to be back and I can't wait to keep having these conversations with you. The next episode will come on May 25th. And in the meantime, remember, this is your life. It's not a plan B. Plan B.